Welcome everybody to another episode of Grind My Gears. I am Ashton Imdari. Thank you for joining me once again. And today we are doing a breakdown of the UFC event that happened last night. UFC, let me see what number was that, 264. Uh, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. What a good event it was. And we're going to break that down. But before I get to that, let me talk about this right here. If you want to get yourself some awesome, nobody cares, work harder gear, head on over to AshtonImdariMMA.com. Visit the pro shop, order your gear, enter discount code ooh, Brown Privilege to get you some of this Brown Privilege I got going on here. Get yourself the gear. I just launched the uh, muscle tees for the summer, so get yourself one of the muscle shirts. Look good on the beach. Look good in the gym. Look good everywhere. That's what we do. So, UFC 264. Uh, awesome night of fights. I'm not going to break down the undercard too much. Uh, I didn't watch the whole undercard, but I did see... Two fights that interested me on the undercard. I'm going to talk about them quick. The Ryan Hall fight. Um, and the only reason everyone is looking at that fight, especially, is because Ryan Hall is a big jujitsu name. Huge grappling player. And that fight only went one round, and he got TKO'd pretty hard. Um, all I will say about this fight is there's you can make as many arguments as you want about uh, sport jujitsu crossing in over into MMA. But... I still think the guy can utilize jiu-jitsu very well in MMA. I think in this situation, he made a fundamental error. If you look in the tape, instead of playing more defensively when he hit the ground, when he was when he fell on the ground, he actually started reaching for legs, and, and he was trying to reach for the legs. And when he reached for the leg, that's when he got hit with the first one that really hurt him. So I think it was just a fundamental MMA error. Uh, and he was just not taking care of his defense um, on the ground in terms of protecting against shots. And, and he got hit with one. And, hey, man, that happens. Shout out to Ryan Hall. He had some time off. Um, you know, some people argue ring rust. I don't think it's a thing. He doesn't believe it's a thing. I just think he got caught, caught, caught really well. He made a, 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 you know, a fundamental error on the floor. And it cost him. And that's, that's all I have to say about that fight. The other one on the other card I wanted to talk about was the Carlos Condit-Max Griffin fight. That was a fantastic fight. Good showing all the way around for both guys. Obviously, Carlos is on the end of his career. Max Griffin is up-and-comer. Max Griffin definitely took it to Carlos in the first round. I believe he dropped him with a right hand or a, a straight punch. I'm not sure which point. Dropped him. Max Griffin's striking looks very good. Um, Carlos Condit didn't look bad. He didn't look bad at all. He's just a slow starter. He's one of those guys, if you give him five rounds, he'll put it on you. But in three, you can beat him. So I think going forward for both these guys, Max, uh, no problem. Let, let him continue to grow. Let him fight top ten opponents. He, he'll be fine. I think for Carlos, if he continues to fight, um, you know, unfortunately he's going to be stuck on the undercard of most of the events now or low main card. Uh, so he's not going to get those five rounders. So if Carlos wants to continue to compete and compete at a high level, which he's totally capable of, uh, he's got to figure out a way to start fast and start hard. And, and he takes a little bit too much time. And sometimes by the time Carlos gets going, it's the end of the third, mid-third round, and he loses the decisions, which is what happened last night. Now we're going to go to the main card, what everybody paid money to watch, including myself. And uh, I'm going to zip through some of them f uh, pretty fast. But let's talk about 
first one, Sean O'Malley versus Chris Matino. Now, on paper, this was Sean O'Malley was going to light him up and, and knock him out. Sean talks a lot of stuff. I've met him when I did my camp back in Arizona. Decent fella. Not the kind of guy I want to hang out with on a, uh, in my spare time, but um, fantastic athlete, great fighter, and... Uh, you know, to put it quite simply, he pieced he pieced Matuno up. Don't get it twisted that that fight was anything other than Sean O'Malley outclassing this guy. He he outclassed him in every aspect of MMA in that fight. But what this fight did show to me is one how tough this Matino kid is. Very tough. Ten, ten days notice took the fight. Like you can't really expect much from someone from ten days notice. It's ten days, so he took the fight on ten days and. You know what? He wasn't scared of the guy. He was not scared of O'Malley. And um, I think, this is my opinion, obviously, that going forward, Sean O'Malley will have a very hard time against fighters who come forward and walk him down. Now, this Matino, uh, Chris Matino didn't have the skill set to hurt him, uh, but he did connect when he walked him down. So when Sean O'Malley, when the fight was over, O'Malley was calling out, you know, Dominic Cruz. Cody Garbrandt, all these guys, you know, and there's potential that he can light these guys up and beat them. But if Cody Garbrandt walks you down and hits you with one of the punches that Matino hit him with last night, he's going out. So uh, there's a little bit of flaw in his game, and you can see from the amount of volume he was throwing, he was gassing a bit, which, I mean, in his defense, he was trying to TKO this guy. So uh, Maybe work on the gas tank if you're going to be throwing that kind of a volume. But a fantastic shown by O'Malley. Uh, definitely worthy of a top 10 opponent now. Um, and maybe even top 5 to really showcase his skills. But the fight really didn't do anything for his stock. It did a lot more for Matino. Um, especially with the horrible stoppage. Uh, I mean... Like, everyone's like, well, the guy was taking so much damage. There's 30 seconds left. If you were going to stop the fight, you stopped it in the third, stopped it in the second. Not with 30 seconds left in the fifth. Let him fight it out. That was not a TKO victory. That was a unanimous, a dominant unanimous decision for O'Malley. And not even a 50-45. It was probably 50-42. But let the kid finish. He had the balls enough to get in there and work that hard to stay in that fight and beat conscious in the fifth round despite being connected by 85 percent of the time from o'malley according to the statistics so let the kid fight horrible stoppage but un understandable um for the health of the fighter but i think it should have been let go um then we have irene aldana versus uh yoana kunetskaya um i actually had kunetskaya going into this fight only because uh She's in a relationship with Tiago Santos, who I'm a big fan of ever since this fight with John Jones. Um, so it looked like they put in a lot of work, and they did were doing a lot of things. But, hell, Irina Aldana is pretty legit. Uh, she has great hands, great boxing. She made that look easy against a very skilled female opponent. So shout-out to her for doing such a great job getting that win and, and TKOing her and, and KO and flatlining her. She, she beat her up, and... I think Aldana has a bright future, sh uh, bright future, and Kunitskaya she'll come back. I think with um, her and um, Tiago Santos together, they'll be a good, be a good fighting couple for the next couple of years. Tiago Santos obviously having some issues himself, getting back. Now we get into the good fights. So, Tai Tuivasa and Greg Hardy. Uh, 
the boos for Greg Hardy are warranted. He does not deserve to be there, despite the fact he's a great athlete and he's pretty talented at MMA. He's not a bad MMA fighter. He's a decent MMA fighter. He didn't deserve to be in this position any of his fights. But because of his former status as an NFL player, they gave him the shot. He made the most of it. Kudos to him. Um, he's got power, Greg Hardy, but he lacks technique. This was a classic example of inexperience in the cage. This is something that you kind of get over with, uh, when you're an amateur fighter. Uh, something I got over, I got knocked out of my very first fight. Uh, so I got over that aggressive behavior when you, you think you're going to hurt somebody and you, you, or you hurt somebody and you run after them. And the consequences are very dire when that happens. And Greg Hardy found out Tai Tuivasa got hit and he hit him back. And that's what happens at heavyweight. So, I mean, for Greg Hardy... This is two knockout losses in a row. I believe the UFC will give him another shot based on his name alone. But who knows? Uh, in my opinion, he didn't deserve to be in the UFC in the first place. So if he gets cut, he gets cut. Tied to Avasa, that guy's a badass. But drinking beer out of shoes, the shoey, that is by far the most disgusting fucking thing I've ever seen. But seems to win fans, so good for him. Um, and great showing for him. I think he should... Definitely take a step up next time, but Greg Hardy is not a top 20 opponent in my opinion, so he definitely needs to be careful and work his way back up. Don't rush into the to the top 5, top 8 yet. I don't think Tuyavas is ready for that, but, you know, who knows. Let's go to the co-main. Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Great fight all the way around. Um, you had to know this was going to happen. This is a classic striker versus grappler match, but... You know, a lot of people underrate Gilbert Burns' striking ability. And, you know, there were points in the fight where Stephen Thompson was, was piecing him. He was getting him, and he was starting to catch his rhythm. And classic what you do when a striker catches your rhythm, you take him down. And that's exactly what he did. He took him down, uh, I think, three or four times. But the thing was, it wasn't just... Three or four times of random takedowns when he was in trouble. It was three or four very well-timed shots. Um, at the end of the rounds, in very close situations where if you're scoring that fight and it's an even round, he takes him down and he, he wins the rounds. So Gilbert Burns did a very good job picking apart Wonderboy. Um, better than most people, to be honest, uh, that do that and he picked him apart and my mind you wonder boy saw a great fight uh but gilbert burns took the fight took it to him and did a great job so you know i mean what's next for gilbert uh, i don't know if it's a title shot i think he's got to put in another one but um you never know with injuries and stuff like that uzman i believe he's got covington coming up so and and that's the fight in that division covington is the legitimate contender for that title so Either Burns waits in line or he picks on somebody else. Um, who who knows? But he put on a great performance. It was a great showing that he's still a contender. Um, I just think that if he's going to beat Kamaru Usman, he needs to be able to strike a little bit better. And when I say that, I don't mean his striking is bad. I mean he needs to be a little bit more selective of when he sprints in and strikes. Hurts, takedown. And, and finish uh, with his jiu-jitsu skills. So 
We'll see what happens with him, but it was a great performance by him, and he took out Wonder Boy. As for Wonder Boy, what's next at his age, it's difficult to say. Hopefully, he's going to get another opportunity, but uh, a title run, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but like I said, with injuries and with stuff that happens, he could fill right into that number one or number two contender spot and still do very well. So here we go to the main event, what everyone paid for, what I paid for. Normally, you know, I pay for a fight, and... Um, Sometimes I regret paying for it. I didn't regret paying for this fight, even though it was only one round. Um, now, a lot of people, if you go online and see the reactions today for this fight, uh, a lot of people, um, for lack of for lack of better, are hating. hating. Now, I don't hate Conor McGregor, now, nor is he my favorite fighter. He's not even probably in my top ten. Why I like Conor McGregor is because of what he has done for the sport, what he continues to do for the sport and how he transcends the game. Now, is he the most skilled fighter in the world? Absolutely not. No, uh, he was a champion and it's, and he is highly skilled and can be champion again. Um, but what Connor brings to the table is what many don't. Like a lot of people are online today and and yesterday um, saying he's done. He's 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 not done. He's not done. And don't get this twisted. You didn't. Tune into that card because Dustin Poirier was highlighting, headlining the card. You tuned in because Conor McGregor was headlining the card. All the celebrities showed up because Conor McGregor was headlining the card. Don't fool yourself into thinking you pressed the pay-per-view buy button and invited your friends over because you were rooting for Dustin Poirier only. If Dustin Poirier was the headliner only... It would be half of the buys. And I'm not putting down Dustin Poirier. He's actually one of my favorite fighters. But I'm talking about Conor McGregor here and what he's done for the game. Um, Dustin Poirier technically won the fight, but he didn't win the fight. Okay, uh, He was doing very, very well. Uh, he had the takedowns. Obviously, Conor McGregor, not a very good guy on the ground, but not bad at all. It's not like he's non-competitive. When he hits the ground, um, Dustin Poirier was taking it to him, and that round was, you know, ten nine Dustin Poirier, uh, and then the ankle break happened, um, and and it is what it is from that point. It's a doctor stoppage, and Connor lost the fight due to a doctor stoppage. Uh, I think what transcended this um, event, what transcended this fight in people's minds, is what happened after. The event now, going into this fight, if this thing went three, four, even five rounds, questionable five rounds for Connor's endurance, I had Connor McGregor winning it. Um, not because I am hating on Dustin Poirier, because historically Connor McGregor responds to adversity very well, uh, based on his past, and he he did that last night too. He responded to adversity really well, and the one thing, the fundamental one thing. Why I had Connor winning going into this fight was just the attitude. He wasn't that somber, respectful guy. He was the brash Irishman that people pay to watch. And um, I trained with uh, Josh Koscheck once, and he had uh, did this whole thing with GSP, and people were hating Josh Koscheck. Let me tell you something. Josh Koscheck is nothing but a fucking nice guy. And he said something fundamentally to me, and that was when I was fighting amateur, and he said something to me. He said, Ashton, people are either going to want to pay to see you get beat up, or they're going to pay 
because they want to see you win. One or the other. He's like, in, in this game, you don't get to choose. Conor McGregor didn't get to choose. People genuinely hate him, and some people genuinely love him. So if you tuned in last night, you tuned in for one of two reasons. You wanted to see him win because you're a fan of his, or you wanted to see him get his ass kicked. And that is the only two reasons why you tuned in last night. Now, I'm a huge fan of Dustin Poirier. He is in my top 10 list of favorite fighters. I've been a fan of him since uh, he did the documentary Fightville. If you don't even know Fightville, if you haven't watched that documentary, you can't even say you're a huge fan of the guy because that's what made him who he is today, and that's the struggle that that guy went through. Um, A lot of people are mad about the trash talk after. The trash talk after... um, Connor going after his wife. Now, let me tell you something. If you listen to the post-fight press conference, Dustin Poirier didn't even care about those comments. Didn't care. If you watch those documentaries from back in the day, Fightville, Dustin and his wife have been together for forever. Their relationship is solid. That was just Connor McGregor trying to get under his skin. And everyone who's saying how he's... The only reason Connor McGregor is where he is is because of he does that. If you think he just fought and knocked some couple people out you think he would have made it to this level where people are paying thousands of thousands of dollars just to watch him fight no he talks shit and you like it stop getting it twisted so he talks shit about dustin poirier's wife dustin said my wife's a rock she can handle that shit it's that's just noise into my ear you know um and you know what a woman she is she went up if there's a photo of her i'm gonna put put it side by side right now uh there's a photo of her giving Connor the middle finger while he's broken foot on the floor. Those comments did, were not anything but a little bit of talk to to hype up the next thing. So I'm not even mad at Connor for those comments. Now, the what Dustin did have problem was with the death comments and, you know, as a man that is as a martial artist for not as a man, that is uh that's just shitty of him. He shouldn't have said those things and in retrospect, I think when he sits back and looks on his days He's gonna be. He's gonna say he wish he did it, but um, you know, these are two highly high competitor guys, high competitor, and um, they the emotions are high. The guy's leg was broken. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to say? You want him to be like, oh, my leg's broken. Look at this, guys. This is how much of a competitor Conor McGregor is. If you look at the two guys who have broken their legs similarly, because it's confirmed that tibia break is Anderson Silva and and Chris Weidman, a few others, they were screaming on the canvas in agony. No one was talking to them. No, Conor McGregor was such a competitor. Joe Rogan sat next to him, and he still had the audacity to talk. I am pretty sure if no one else was there, he would have still kept fighting Dustin Poirier in the cage with a broken leg. That's how crazy that fucking guy is, and I love it. And I love it because it transcends the sport. It took the sport from here to here. You have eyes watching the sport from here to here now. Just because of this one guy. Now he backed up a lot of his talk too. Now I'm not here to defend Connor. Like don't get it twisted. I'm trying to tell you guys that it ain't over for him. And by no means did Dustin Poirier win that fight. He won the round. He did not win the fight. This is not over. Connor is a competitor. For someone to break their leg and in the cage, be in that cage and say, I'm going to come get you, I'm going to do it in, in his Irish voice. and just, He's not done. He's not done. He will come back and he will probably surprise a lot of your fucking people who wrote him off. As for Dustin Poirier, what a hell of a fighter. Great job last night taking it to him in the first round. Great job in that second fight taking it to him. And, you know, he's got a title shot. 
he's going to fight um, uh, Oliveira, and then this thing with uh, Conor will be resolved when Conor's healed and ready to go. But for everyone on there making fun of Conor McGregor, calling him McCracking, calling him all these names, the memes are whatever. I don't care about the memes. The internet is fucking awesome. Memes are great. Keep those up. But to hate on somebody for bringing a level of success to a sport that otherwise, if he didn't do, we would be five years ago back here. Like, we would be pushed back. He has brought a level to this game that we would have never seen. He is a once-in-a-lifetime personality and a once-in-a-lifetime fighter. Is he the best? No. He is, when I say he's a once-in-a-lifetime fighter, he's the once-in-a-lifetime fighter that brings that personality and brings that high skill level. A once-in-a-lifetime fighter is someone like Anderson Silva, someone like George St. Pierre, someone like John Jones. Those are once-in-a-lifetime fighters, but they're not once-in-a-lifetime personalities and fighters. And so Conor McGregor brings the whole package. And whether you like him or whether you fucking hate him, too friggin' bad. He is here to stay. He's not going anywhere. And he's a bad motherfucker. So is Dustin Poirier. So hats off to both those guys. They're going to run that back. Trust me, they're going to run it back at some time. And I don't even know who to say who's going to win. Uh, many people will say it would be Dustin Poirier who would win the fourth fight. But... I will go out on a limb again and say it would be Connor. Uh, not because I'm a Connor nut hugger. He's not even in my top 10. Dustin's in my top 10. But he's a competitor, and what he's done for the sport of MMA, if you can't respect it, you shouldn't be watching. Um, so, hey, that's my take on the event last night. Uh, great event. Now, some people will say it wasn't a great event. And because, like, there have been UFC events with way better fights that happened last night. But that was an entertaining night. $70 out of my pocket, well spent. I was entertained. I didn't get the finish uh, of the five rounds that I wanted, but I was entertained. So, thank you for watching. That's another episode of Grinds My Gears. Head over to AshtonMDariMMA.com. Buy your gear, and I'll see you for the next UFC breakdown. Have a great one. Thank you.